0: Welcome everyone to the Aynul Chaudhry Show. I'm your host Daniel Chaudhry. I can't wait to jump into this podcast episode. Episode number 250. We have a special guest Judy Winslow. So in this episode we'll discuss with Judy the topic of on her business journey, how she started her business and dealt with all the obstacles she had to go through in order to build a successful business. So don't forget to subscribe, leave a review on our podcast and let's dive in. are you a business owner tired of same old get rich quick schemes and cookie cutter marketing tactics do you crave a community of like-minded entrepreneurs who get it then welcome to b school community you are a one-stop shop for building a thriving business with sustained organic growth so who am i i'm Anil chaudhary i'm the host of this podcast and i created the b school community because i was tired of seeing so many business fail the coaches and consultant spaces they are chasing in the wrong metrics, focusing on the wrong things and lacking the support they needed to truly thrive. So in this B-School community, it isn't about courses, it's about complete transformation. So we offer mindset mastery where you learn to think and like successful business entrepreneurs overcoming limiting belief, your anxieties, your own self-limitation and unshakable confidence. We have organic growth strategies where we teach you how to build your website, a sales machine. And also we teach you how to grow your organic reach on a social media platform of LinkedIn. And also we're going to talk about how to build it, a re- reputable your podcast. So through the podcast, you can generate inbound leads for your business. Also we do weekly live classes where I get personal guidance, ask questions in real time, stay motivated and interact with the other people. And so we have like an expert community as well. So where you can connect with a network of online coaches, consultant agency owners who have been there, done that and you're ready to succeed and help you with that as well. So why wait? So at business school community, we believe building a business with purpose, passion, commitment and making difference. So we are not about shortcuts or empty promises. We are about real results, real relationships and real growth. So, if you are ready to ditch your grind and build online, join B-School community today and unlock your full potential. The link will be under the description. Go check out B-School today and get your spot. Hi Judy, thank you so much for joining this podcast episode. Really appreciate it. How are you today?
1: I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Pleasure is mine. I'm super excited to have a conversation with you and also learn more about your business journey. Like obviously you said, you have a experience over 30 years, like you've been running a business. It's a long time, three decades, and not many businesses or business person survived that long into business world. Like it's always a tough, it's like a mental and physical battle, like where you have to show up every day make sure like your business up and running and taking care of your baby kind of thing right when you're running your own business and it's so easy, easy to do that like and that's why i like to know more about your journey how you handle your pressure the ups and downs when things doesn't go as you expected what do you do differently so before that i'd love to know more about like how did you get into entrepreneurship when did you decide it? like i want to be my own boss i want to start something my own
1: oh my gosh so much in there um Yeah, very funny. Uh, So, I started a long time ago, and I remember. I have to just say this before we get into you. You triggered this for me. I remember many, many years ago, I was living in New York City, and I was work. I was a a full time freelancer, which back then, because this was a million years ago, was very unusual. And somebody said to me, "How can you work from home? Like, how do you work by yourself? How how do you even do that? Like." How do you get anything done? (laughs) I kind of laughed. I said, well, if you want to A, pay your bills, uh, it's kind of a motivator. And then B, you know, if you want to have this opportunity to kind of do you and get your special sauce, if you will, out in the world, then that's one of the ways to do it. And I just thought it was such a funny question because like, well, how do you get off your tush and go to work every day? (laughs) It's (laughs) the same thing. I just, I just put on my pjs um so it's very funny um so let's see I started you know it's funny because I reflect in on this a lot uh because this journey has been as you can imagine it's filled with uh, it's the roller I call it the roller coaster ride of life right it's up and down and up and down and sometimes you're like wee and other times you're like oh I think I'm gonna throw up so it's a, it's a fascinating journey, but I think many of us have it sort of embedded from when we're young. So I remember, you know, selling weird things in high school, which I can't even really even recall exactly. But I remember like raising my hand to raise, to sell pretzels or some strange Thing that we used to make and then we sold. And so I think some of us just, and my dad, my dad was a solopreneur, which of course that term didn't even exist back then. And he eventually built a, a big firm uh, that he ended up resigning from because of the drama. So in a way, I've been playing on the edges of it for a very long time. But this iteration, I started uh, the year I turned 30. I was living in New York City, and I pitched my boss to go into business together. I had this idea, and I don't recall where I got it, that we could be doing some of what we were doing at my full-time freelance job where she was my boss, which was Women's Day Magazine. And we had taken a job that took four people full-time to do. We created a structure so we could do it in a week. So now we all had three weeks to do whatever else we wanted. And I started freelancing and doing other projects um, outside of that full-time freelance. And I was making more money than people on staff because I was a freelancer, but I was there full-time. So it gave me a lot of flexibility and it also gave me this awareness that I had some ability to um, reinvent some work processes to make them more efficient and effective. Mm -hmm and actually more fun. So that's how it started. And that turned into this journey that has evolved over time, because of course I don't do now what I used to do then.
0: Yeah, so like from freelance to like uh, being your own boss, like you started your company, right? So how long uh, have you been doing like freelancing for yourself?
1: So I have been um, working on my own. Well, that was, oh my gosh. <laughs> that was over thirty years ago. And that iter- that has shifted and changed. So uh, I did that for a while with her. I ended up uh, resigning from that business, and I went back in-house and right. I built a in-house uh, art and production department for the Boys and Girls of America's national headquarters, which at that time was in New York City. Yeah. And I took the budget, which was a couple million dollars. And they had been spending it extremely inefficiently. So again, I helped them understand the value of uh, combining services and just how to be more, how do we make more with the exact same amount of money? And that's actually how we started getting business. When I started my business was we would go into companies and say, um, what did you spend on marketing last year? And the Tradition is each year to increase your budget 10 or 15%, right? So we said, What if we took the exact same bucket of money? You didn't add a dime. We took that money and got a higher ROI. Would you be interested in hiring us and understanding what that might be? And they would say, Yes. And so that kind of took me from being a hands-on designer, which is how I started in graphic design and brand identity. I used to, and I won awards for brand identity packages and moved us into this strategic planning realm because that's exactly what we did. We would take their money, we would reallocate it, we would spend it more powerfully and we would get them better results. And that's how we built that business. And we built that business and this is in the 80s, you guys. So it's a million okay. trillion years ago. And so we was built, it
0: like for TV advertisement or what kind of advertisement you used to do?
1: Uh, we did a lot of print. We okay. were very um heavy in print. Right. So very little, not a lot of advertising. We would advertising is interesting. It's interesting that you say that because advertising, even today, is its own lane. It's its own forte, it's its own expertise. And that's not something I'm an expert in. But I turned out that I was really great at taglines. I was really great at concepts. I was really good at visuals. So we just leaned into, and marketing and advertising are quite different. So we were doing all sorts of very different, we would do um, invitations to fashion shows that were Uh, not printed we would do three-dimensional so we for one we sent uh, we had a custom candy bar made for an invitation to a fashion show because people don't open them and they didn't go and so this instead of an invitation you got a a chocolate bar this gigantic Hershey's chocolate bar in the mail that had the customer's logo and instead of ingredients it was the invitation to the event like we just re reimagined all sorts of yeah. things and we got a very high response rate from that sort of thing um we did oh, a your,
0: did you have a partner while you're running the business or just one you have a
1: partner yes and what was so and it was my my boss from women's day i no, pitched I, her <laughs> one day i just got this idea that i we should and she used to make me cry we talk about this but when I first started there, she would make me cry because the I had no idea how to do what I needed to do to create a magazine. And it it was intense. And uh, we went from that space to me pitching her to be partners. So we came a long, long way. And she was the more back end person that would do like the go on production checks and she would do all the budgeting and pricing and she interacted with vendors and I was more upfront. I would do more of the um, art direction or hands-on design, meet with the clients, have that relationship. So we were a really powerful team yeah. because we really complemented each other. And this is when, crazy enough, this is when computers were just starting to be a thing. Yeah. And my first Apple, oh my God, was such a nightmare because I had to learn how to use it at like two o'clock in the morning. None of us had any instruction, right? We were all just learning on the fly. It turned out my first machine was a lemon, but I didn't know it. I thought I was the lemon. So it was extremely painful. Took a long time. I finally ended up returning that machine, getting another one, which worked. It was a whole thing, but we just powered through. We did, you know, I remember doing bookkeeping. We would work all night a lot. Um, yeah, we just did what we needed to do. And we built a million dollar business pretty quickly. But it was not without pain.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I love to know. Like, how was your first year? Like when you guys started? Like, uh, well, well, our, our first year us. was awesome. Like, well, yeah, that's
1: different. yeah. <laughs> our first year was awesome. Except that we had an accountant that screwed up. And wow. we we actually made a like 40K profit the first mm-hmm. year, but because of his mistake, we lost it all. Wow. So it was very, um, it was, de- it was very depressing.
0: Yes. 40, 40K about 30 years from now is a lot of money, right? It's probably hundred fifty to $100,000 now.
1: The first year we built out just under half a million dollars and we were exhausted. I oh. had no friends anymore because every time people would say you want to go out, I would have to say no because I was working. Yeah. So I, had, well, all my friends went away. Um, it was all about the business, but we were having so much fun. I mean, we would go out to lunch and we would just we would just brainstorm and play, and mm. we had the best time. It was so much fun, and we created some really amazing things. Uh, our first client was Elizabeth Taylor. We didn't know it at the time. It was just, we had all this crazy stuff going on. But we had done, no, she wasn't our first. She was, I think, our second. We had the opportunity to design something for a movie studio, an art exhibit that was at a movie studio. Now, we're in New York City, so there's a lot going on. And um, we just got, just things happen. It was very, you know, when your energy is lined up, you just, things happen, right? So we had a lot of referrals. We had... A lot of word of mouth we had uh, we were winning all these we just things were clicking and we were just very all in that's just the way we did stuff and when we started this is a funny story so when we started she was still working at women's day magazine i had gone out and gotten my own little space and we decided that we would work together and we w- we created because this was back in the day where everything was printed right we would create yeah. stationery because we knew that eventually we were going to move into her loft space in downtown new york but we couldn't afford it yet mm. so we printed enough stationery because we needed to meet a minimum quantity and we printed stationery that would reflect that address even though we didn't occupy it yet and also where we were presently and then all phone calls because we didn't even work in the same space She was at work across town. I was in this little space and people would call and say, is she there? And I would say, oh no, she's in a meeting. Can she call you back? And uh, it it was so nutty. And then we thought that was gonna take at least a year but we were so busy that after six months we were able to invest, now listen to this, 500 US each to buy drafting tables and lights and like enough furniture so that we could move into this space. Like it was very much organic growth, although we mean we mean organic differently now, <laughs> but it's just like everybody else, right? Like Apple started in a garage. We started like yeah, across the
0: Yeah, at the beginning, isn't it? Like you find a way, like you make it work, then obviously mm-hmm. as you grow, then things comes along the way. People will come, things will come as well. And so how do you see like, is a difference between like 30 years before, like how I used to do business and compared to right now with the technology and everything? Do you feel like it is it easier right now, or compared to before, or like before it was so much focusful business? Because right now there is so much destruction, isn't it?
1: You know that's a really great question. I don't even know how to answer it. I think business is always hard, and business is also it. Just it's a for a particular personality, and. I think it's accessible. It's actually in so many ways, right? It's so much more accessible to everyone. You know, back then I was in New York City and there were all these huge agencies and we were like this tiny little fish and that's what we leaned into. You know, do you want to have this relationship with your vendors or do you just want to be a number? Do you want us to really understand your challenges and know that you may not be the right client for a huge agency because you don't have, you know, $8 billion like Mm. Coke, but you want to be treated like that. Well, here we are. You know, we're here to make sure that you're winning. And we would get involved with them in a very personal way. Um, A lot of people then, of course, it was very brick and mortar. So we would go in and say, look, if you move your cash register over here or if you have a sale on this day, we think that this is going to be your return and people just we created these relationships. I think there was more maybe there was more trust than maybe it was easier to get to the no like trust space.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know. Uh, now we're so we're so jaded and there's so many um fakers and liars so it's maybe it's harder to discern now but i do find that when you develop relationships uh, some of my clients have been with me for a very long time and those relationships are pretty special
0: yeah and and what do you see like uh in terms of like the 30 years of your experience what's the most valuable lesson you have learned over the years I don't want to say ten or fifteen. Just would
1: yeah. be like too. Oh, <laughs> um, the most valuable lesson. Who knows? I mean, maybe it's just to hang in there and keep going. You know. You know. They always say about how. You know, it's that losers, losers never quit, and quitters never mm. win. So it's a bit of that. I think you also have to be a little bit crazy, <laughs> <laughs> because you you know it, it's funny. Uh, uh, A couple of years ago, a few years ago, I was, I live by the beach and I was walking down my beach and I was thinking, I'm still, I love this beach. And I was noticing how it had changed over the years. I've been here for quite a while and there are areas that used to be tree wooded that now the storms have washed it all away. Or here's where I used to sit with that group and now that's no, that's now water instead of beach and but I was thinking I still love I love 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 my beach and it's kind of like business like how do you keep falling in love with your business so that you can keep mm. going
0: it's true that it's a bit like, of that. I had a moments of time like I've been running businesses like the last 10 years now So certain moment, it comes to the point like uh, you you don't feel like you don't love anymore. It just happens to any kind of relationship, right? You have to like uh, water it and grow it again. And you have to uh, put some time in it. Or sometimes like you're going to step back a little bit, like uh, go out and get Mm -hmm. some freshness. Like uh, that's why I did like last year when I was like ill. I took a four weeks off, and I feel like he's getting too much to me because of the my illness, my soul not well as well, he got brain damage, so he got ill and everything. So I felt like he's too much putting on my work and the work not producing like how I want it to be because of I'm putting pressure on myself and unexpected expectation I'm having, so which is never gonna be fruitful for me. So I had to step back and regroup again and last couple of weeks, like I'm feeling that joy again and where mm-hmm. I how I started and I want to journal uh why I started the business what things I love about the business what to do like when I don't feel like I uh, uh, don't want to carry on anymore even though I was making money or my clients happy, and everything is fine sometimes you get like a what if I'm born to do something else sometimes it's not the case sometimes you're just doing too much and you need to step back and refresh your lenses again and get back on that. so What would be like your number one advice for anyone who's just starting out their own business? And yeah.
1: So I do want to say something about what you just shared because it's so important. I don't want to gloss over it. So I think it, you know, many of us who are high achievers and go, 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 and you know, we're just like, we just keep doing it, right? Yeah. Um, it's not really healthy. I also had a hard burnout um major like stop in 05, but it's so important actually, whether you're healthy or not, uh, especially if you're healthy to take some time and to reflect and to reconnect to your work. That's how I got from where I was then to where I am now because we're all always evolving. Yeah. So we have to give ourselves the space and the time to kind of listen to that inner guidance to see Am I just really feeling tired and worn out, or am I being guided to like what's next? Mm. Because some of the best awarenesses, inventions, pivots, whatever you want to call them, right, added revenue streams, they call they come to us in that quiet, in that reflection. Whether you're walking down the street, laying in bed, you know, uh, taking a shower, like wherever that yeah. space is, but we have to give ourselves that gift. And when we're just on that go train, a lot of times those messages can't come through. So, I think we, as a culture, as a society, we we undervalue those very valuable moments. So, I just really wanted to give that a little bit of yeah.
0: love because yeah. Yeah.
1: sometimes we're forced into it, but it's so important.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. To anyone starting now, you know, for me, it's really like how can you align yourself and be in an, involved in communities or with mentors or advisors that support you. Um, Sometimes we have to seek those out. It's not obvious. We have to let go of some people and things, and we have to be uh, willing to be in a room where we're not the smartest, hopefully where we're far from the smartest and where we're ready to learn. To me, there's nothing more valuable. Um, My focus for myself as well as my clients is how do I up-level as a leader and as how do I step more into my own abilities, which we may call greatness. Like what's your special sauce and how do you do more of that? Because we spend so much of our lives trying to fit in and be like everyone else. But really the juice is where great brands are willing to stand out and have the audacity to do so. But humans, we're not built that way. We're taught to fit in. And that is is—that is not to everyone's benefit. It can lead to our demise as a business. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for that advice. So we are nearly coming to the end of this podcast, Judy. So thank you so much for coming to the show. So before we leave, if anyone wants to learn more about yourself, your business, where's the best place to find you?
1: The best place to find out more about me is at my website, which is unforgettablebrands.com, two Ts, one S. Also, I am pretty active on Facebook and LinkedIn.
0: Thank you so much for the information. So I wish you best of luck with your business and your personal life. And you have a wonderful new year ahead. And thank you so much for coming to the show today. Thank you for having me. The pleasure was mine. Thank you. That's a wrap guys. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode with Judy today and I hope you enjoyed our conversation. If anyone wants to learn more about her, you can visit her website or you can find her on social media platform, LinkedIn and Facebook. So until then, I'll talk to you in the next episode. Take care. Are you a business owner tired of same old get rich quick schemes and cookie cutter marketing tactics? Do you crave a community of like minded entrepreneurs? Who get it? Then welcome to B School Community. You are a one-stop shop for building a thriving business with sustainable organic growth. So, who am I? I'm Ainul Chaudhary. I'm the host of this podcast, and I created the B School Community because I was tired of seeing so many business fail. The coaches and consultant spaces—they are chasing in the wrong metrics, focusing on the wrong things, and lacking the support they needed to truly thrive. So. In this B-School community isn't about courses, it's about complete transformation. So we offer mindset mastery where you learn to think and like successful business entrepreneurs overcoming limiting belief, your anxieties, your own self limitation and unshakable confidence. We have organic growth strategies where we teach you how to build your website, a sales machine. And also we teach you how to grow your organic reach on a social media platform or LinkedIn And also, we're going to talk about how to build a reputable your podcast. So through the podcast, you can generate inbound leads for your business. Also, we do weekly live classes where I get personal guidance, ask questions in real time, stay motivated, and interact with the other people. And so we have like an expert community as well. So where you can connect with the network of online coaches, consultant agency owners, who have been there, done that, and you're ready to succeed and help you with that as well. So why wait? So at Business School Community, we believe building a business with purpose, passion, commitment, and making difference. So we are not about shortcuts or empty promises. We are about real results, real relationships, and real growth. So if you are ready to ditch your grind and build online, join B-School Community today and unlock your full potential. That Link will be under the description. Go check out this school today and get your spot.